Hey guys, this week we're talking about Brat, Hawthorne, Bullock, Snipes and Stallone in fucking Demolition Man. <clears throat> Mark Plant, you are fined one credit for violation of the verbal morality statute. <sighs> but first, a word from our friends. Want to hear the latest gaming eSports news? Want to hear three grown men have a laugh and a giggle? Want to hear about some tasty meal ideas? Then look no further than the Big Chef, Little Chef Gaming Podcast. Let Rob and Will take you through the magical world of food and gaming. Coming in your ears every week. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Phoenix Plant. And I'm the other host, John Sparta. What's in Spartan? Sparta! <laughs> Hi John, how are you doing? I'm alright buddy, how are you? Are you surviving? Yeah! I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing doing okay. Uh, the the warm weather's kind of starting to get here in the in the UK. Although uh, it did snow today. <laughs> yeah, we had it yesterday. Uh, in, yeah, we April, had it yesterday. Middle of April, as, as we record. Yeah, mental. Right, mental. We're the film podcast that takes a look at. A different film every week, and we try and come up with 100 things uh, we have learned from that film. I'll sit and watch it in my home, come up with a list of no more than 70. John will do exactly the same in the safety of his own home. And at the end, we'll put together what we've learned. Hopefully, at the end of this episode, we'll have come up with 100 things that we have learned from Demolition Man. That's a plan. Indeed it is. What else came out this year, John? What year, what year was it, in fact? So, 1993, back in the day. Oh, back, back to 93. Nah, loving 1993. Uh, load of classics. Jurassic Park, again. Mm, <laughs> Always yeah. go back to Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> Dazed and Confused. Uh, oh, that's a great movie. It really is. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. The Firm. Adam's Family Values. Your, your, oh your, man, the better of the Adam Sandler. Your favourite, Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where Meg Ryan owns a bookshop? So, Tom Hanks just, wants to crush her bookshop. Yeah, Is it's that, just it's just them in it, in, in Seattle somewhere. The one. Um, yeah, struggling struggling to get to sleep because they've been on the phone all night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, falling down, which uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, True Romance, oh, True Romance, oh, best, it's cracking, the isn't best. it? Best, um, and Groundhog Day. Nineteen ninety-three, over and over again in the last kind of twenty odd episodes. Groundhog Day, it's this Groundhog Day. Third <laughs> movie we've done from ninety-three. We we need to get away from nineteen ninety-three. Um, this definitely isn't the best movie we've looked at in ninety-three, no. but to my mind, it's not the worst either. Yeah, no, oh, definitely, definitely. Sylvester Stallone, Jesse the Body Ventura for like thirty seconds. It really like was, wasn't barely it? Got a line, <laughs> that's that's just false advertising. Yeah, he's yeah. literally blinking. You'll miss it. 
Wesley Snipes, man, look, I, I, I'm just going to put this out there before we start. Wesley Snipes evading tax in the US was the worst thing he could have done for us, the action movie lovers, because, oh, he's so good. He's oh, yeah. just exceptional. <clears throat> he really he? is, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's, you can tell he's a martial artist, he knows his martial arts. Cause... Yeah, he's got the moves, he's got the lines, yeah. that smile. We we watched Coming coming to Number 2 America mm-hmm. recently. I, I don't know if you've, you've, not, you've watched not that yet, yet John. Not yet, he, it, It's rotten, but we need a supercut of just him. In it. Was it good? Because he's brilliant. He's got the kill. You know, he's doing the Idi Amin thing. <laughs> he's exceptional. He's brilliant. And I'm, I'm so glad. He's done I it. think he's probably back in Hollywood now. Good. Yeah, yeah it was a yeah, long time without. Done his time. He's, he's, he's paid his dues quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> paid yeah, those yeah. dues. And he's, uh, and he's back. He has Blade. He'll always be Blade. Oh, absolutely. He'll always be Blade. And and I I think my idea for Blade, and, and this will date us something rotten because I'm sure they'll announce shortly um, what's going to happen. It's um, is that he should be the Whistler character. He should be the old man, the old man. doing the kind of the the, the, yeah. the looking out for him and doing the Q branch stuff for him. Yeah. That that's honestly that, that is the best thing that Marvel could do, in my opinion, for the Blade the, the, franchise. Yeah, they're doing a the reboot, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, um, um, it won't happen. It's never going to happen, but uh, it would be good. So let's get into the movie, shall we? Let's do this. So, uh, the year the year is nineteen ninety six, which from this movie was the deep distant future three years ago, three years later. <laughs> Basically, it's in it's in Los Angeles. You see the Hollywood signs on fire. Yep. There's obviously a lot of crime going on. I thought that was quite raw, actually, seeing as the the LA riots were only like four years. Prior, to this yeah, work. yeah, so it, was, it was like it made it look like a dystopian war zone, which mm. I think was the aftermath of the the riots at that time. So that's what they were trying. Yeah, that's the, what the they were, trying were going to get. for. Yeah, in nineteen ninety six, John, things that did actually happen <laughs> in California, in LA, uh, Mexico beat Brazil two nil in the Concaf Cup final. Braveheart won five Oscars at the 68th Oscar Awards. <laughs> I bet that wasn't if it's historical accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, and Kiss from a Rose won record of the year at the 38th Grammys. Oh, my God. Would you believe? Yeah, Kiss, Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> it's a pretty bad song, uh, and it keeps getting kind of airplay like, it's timeless yeah well and they they, they played, it in, played vac- it in that batman movie. they played it in vacation we were talking about they've obviously we've just done a vacation episode but in the yeah. remake uh the reboot of vacation that's that song's in that's, Did they really? in the i can't car. even remember yeah, i remember thoughts in it that's all i remember yeah um they've just as we're recording they've just sent live on netflix some superhero movie and for, I don't know what it's called but I saw kind of like a little mini trailer and they're singing that in this it's Octavia Spencer and Super else. Squad or something in it yeah it looks mince yeah. I will be watching it after this recording <laughs> <laughs> get involved uh, yeah, yeah absolutely get deep into that so there's like LAPD cars which are really futuristic but they aren't there's choppers and, and on this chopper is Stallone. Height of his powers? Question mark. Now, this is one of the, the things that I wanted to ask you because I, I don't don't understand it. Was one of the characters Zachary Lamb? Was he on that helicopter? 
I think he must be because he says a little bit later on. He says, "You were just a snot-nosed rookie pilot yeah. when I knew and you." you he said, "Oh, they grounded me." Yes, I think he's. Uh, I think he's the black guy that's that's pilot in the chopper. Right. Okay. And the the other guys the the other guys the other pilot. But yeah, he's he's on the chopper and he says, "You know, why are we doing this?" And he says, "Oh, you've got to do something good in your life or something like that." You're like, "Oh, so Jesus, cheesy. okay." But it's not. He's quite blatantly got a grudge. Against this guy, yeah. he's, he's he's it's like ride along. Yes. Right? It's like Ice Cube in ride along. He just wants to get his man. Yeah, he never killed anybody in you. He just he just needs to get the man. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably why Ice Cube was so disappointed at the end of Ride Along because it wasn't Wesley Snipes that was the bad guy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't made it all worth it. Went it was Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Absolutely, Wesley Snipes behind a big pile of tax evasion money. <laughs> <laughs> Money that he's been paid without actually declaring it oh, to the government. Wesley. God love you. <laughs> he, he, so they're after a bus with 30 people on. And this guy, Simon Phoenix, has taken taken. Uh, Sly bungees out of the helicopter, which I don't think you should be doing, yes. uh, onto the Mad Max set. <laughs> but on, just, on one bounce as well did you notice yeah, that didn't yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't even yeah he doesn't wait for it to kind of yeah even he, he needs one of those shooting things that Bond had in GoldenEye yeah. you know to kind of grapple him to the to the ground <laughs> and then snap the thing yeah he says you gotta send a madman to catch a madman my Sylvester Sloan impression is also my um <laughs> President Trump. I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, everything's my President Trump impression. We got to send the madmen. Got to stand, stand ready. Be ready, madmen. We've got to get them. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it's my Walter Matthau impression. <laughs> Come on, boy. We've got to send a madman to get a madman. Then we'll go for nice frosty chocolate milkshakes. Get off my lawn, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Which might have also been '93. I didn't look. Never seen it, but yeah, possibly. But I did think actually, you mentioned Trump, and I did think if he's if he's sending a, a maniac to catch one, surely Donald Trump should have unmasked the Zodiac killer during his term. You know <laughs> what? What from one maniac to another? Exactly. <laughs> had had Dharma not already been caught, then Trump would have been, been all over it. Him. Yep, he'd yeah, he'd been all over it. <laughs> yeah, I love killing homosexual young boys. I love it. I love it. We hate those homosexuals, don't we? And actually, that's probably a Donald Trump view, I would assume. Uh, standing behind a fucking Bible like a prick. <laughs> you love him. I do. I absolutely do. We got him. We got him. <laughs> Mr. John Afford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But spearheaded by me. It was spearheaded by me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, everybody that shoots at Sly as he's kind of going into this, what looks like an old kind of factory, um, yep. everyone that's shooting at him is in a hoodie, a baseball cap, a leather jacket. Basically, it's kind of like if 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 you wear any kind of casual wear from the 90s, you're a bad You're guy. a bad one. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the rule. <laughs> that was it. That's why people had to start wearing their clothes backwards, just so people would stop shooting them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor, poor Chris Cross. Chris maybe Chris Cross. Maybe Chris Cross were a number of the people that were killed, which ended up with him having such a long life sentence. <laughs> That's why there was no Chris Cross. <laughs> As Sly goes in, he finds Simon Phoenix. I'm going to keep calling him Sly because it's Sly, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but he's John Spartan. 
he finds Simon Phoenix, who's got this brilliant kind of buzz cut. It looks like most of the haircuts these days. It's up once, it's up both sides, yep. uh, and it's just too much hair on the top. It looks like the cut thing. he had in the in blade, the, the, the peak. It, it does a little bit, yeah. It does a little with yeah. that. I mean, I'm jealous of that hairline. I'm I'm drawing it on my head yeah, now, right, uh, and I really want one of those Ming the Merciless pointy hairline yeah. <laughs> but apparently um he hated it so much that as soon as he finished filming he shaved all his hair off and is it dennis rodman the mm-hmm. yeah. uh, he, he, yeah. actually, he actually emulated that by dying his hair. Really? yeah so he, that's, wow. he got his, his look for simon from? phoenix yeah that's cool. I like that a lot. Rod- Rodman was mental, wasn't he? Rodman was some crazy guy. <laughs> I don't brother. know if you've seen the documentary on Netflix, uh, The Last Dance, about oh, the Bulls. With, um, Jordan? It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, Jordan, he's properly no regrets, but he's got to be one of the richest sportsmen God, yeah. in, the in the world, world today. Yeah, without Still. Doubt. Without I mean, doubt. He, he hasn't even picked up a ball Born in like years. 20 years yeah, yeah. it's all about the trainers isn't it it's all about the trainers yeah, that's, that's right yeah so phoenix covers the place in petrol he's got this amazing knife which he's got like a skull on the the yeah. the handle did you spot yeah, that yeah I, we needed more skull knife it looked like movie. something for the expendables it's weird because i'm trying it to think did a little that. bit yeah it did and the way he went into the um, the way he went into the the barrels, they were quite blatantly empty. You know, they yeah. were just—it wasn't even a proper barrel. It was just like a made a tin foil or something. <laughs> <laughs> Covers the place in petrol. Lights his lights his fag, doesn't he? Light lights a fag using this blowtorch, which is yeah. cool. And then he keeps going, oh oh no no no, you don't want to burn the place. You don't no. want to burn the place. Um, uh, but then they have a fight, and Snipes does this amazing jump punch. He jumps in the air. And then punches down mm-hmm. at Spartan. And I was like, I've got to learn to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's completely impractical. And you only want to do it when you're fighting a short man yeah. like Stallone. Punch him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, the, the whole place starts to go up on fire. He flicks his fag and the whole place starts to go up on fire. And the building collapses on fire. But Spartan, being Spartan, saves Phoenix, kind of throws him over his shoulder and runs out with him. (laughs) The chief, obviously they arrest him. The chief comes along and goes, I'm tired of this demolition man shit. And I went, (laughs) way! Because they mentioned the title of the film. Straight off the bat. Usually it takes them a couple of times. Yeah, but but throughout the film, they kind of just go, remember the name of the film you're watching? Demolition Demolition Man. Man. (laughs) <laughs> the bodies of the bus are found in the wreckage. We found like 30, 30 bodies. And he says, oh, I, I, I tried it. I tried it for the, the heat signature, and they and I couldn't find them on the heat signature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Simon Phoenix is like, uh, he told me he didn't care. He said he was just doing it for me. <laughs> I'm like, wow. It's quite dark, isn't it? Like it's it is, yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we go to the, the credits. They arrest Spartan. We got the credits. The title says it's a Joel Silver production. This is our second Joel Silver production mm-hmm. after Hudson Hawk. Yeah, yeah. Joel Joel Silver was was, I mean, he was everywhere. Great. Wasn't he? Yeah, he did a lot of movies, and I, I, you don't see him. He must have retired because you don't see him. Done Time Cop is, I'm sure he done something to do with Time Cop as well, which was a great I movie. I think he might have done. Yeah, I think he might have done. He did. A, he, he he worked from like '78 all the way through to uh, like the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. So good, good on him. Uh, Spartan's being walked through the set of Event Horizon now, <laughs> which is like this fucking prison. Uh, you've got 70 years for involuntary manslaughter of 30 civilians. 
they put him in this massive Petri dish and they cover him in cryo spunk. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> it it's, it's minging. And then they drop this little ball of, of chemical in, which like freezes him instantly. Yep. Yeah, yep. So a couple of facts on that. One, he used a couple of replicas to put in Planet Hollywood, which I think is a bit weird. Of the big of, stick of, things of the little ball? No, of him, right. of him correctly, genetically frozen in the big so hockey puck. You, you can have dinner and look at facing his ass. ass yeah. Man. <laughs> a couple of them. Um, and apparently says that they, those were the worst scenes he'd ever shot. The most terrifying scenes he's actually shot for Phil Films. Because when he's obviously in that Petri dish and he found it fell water, he had to do some amount of drowning. Yeah. <laughs> it says it's like four hours of being really frightened. It's funny you should mention that because it was pretty scary watching his mm-hmm. ass on the film. <laughs> it's like that movie. Was it called Assassins with Antonio, Antonio Banderas, Banderas and Sharon Stone? Sharon Stone. You see his ass in that as well. I'm sure he has a bit of a carry on with Sharon Stone. Yeah, as always. Yeah. <laughs> he can do that as one of the most terrifying shoots he's ever done. As 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 you would, yeah. Um. I did a little bit of looking into cryogenic freezing. You can cryogenically freeze an embryo, but you cannot cry- cryogenically freeze a living creature or any other living creature yet. What, what about Walt Disney? Do you know about Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently his Nazi loving head is uh, isn't going to make it, <laughs> which is which is fine by me. Hi ho, hi ho, indeed. <laughs> We now fast forward to August the 3rd, 2032. Uh, This is when the movie takes place from here on in. What is due to happen, John, according to the internet, uh, in 2032, is China's space station is going to be deorbited. One third of Saudi electric is going to be solar. And a giant artificial island is going to open in Hong Kong. Also, Forrest will still not be in the Premier League and the Miami Dolphins will still not have won a Super Bowl. So, you know, just, just FYI. That wasn't on there, but I'm you assuming that there. will... Yeah, it's a, I'd say that's a fair assumption. Therefore. Uh, Huxley. This character Huxley is ringing the warden. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Lena, Lena Huxley. Huxley. Yeah. Really struggled with this for some reason. Uh, it's Sandy B. Man, Sandy B, she's beautiful. She's a great actor. She's. She rocks I, I, look, I'm going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She's in a lot of shit, right? She is in a lot of shit, but she is funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. She is, she's funny. Yeah. I believe her being a funny actor. Uh, I didn't hate that Ocean's 8 movie. I don't know if you've seen the Ocean's 8 uh, movie. Not yet. Not yet. I quite liked it. I had a fun time. Mm hmm. I'll give it a go. I enjoyed Gravity and I enjoyed her in Speed, so... Yeah, Gravity's not so funny. Uh, I thought it was I was Gravity at the cinema. <laughs> I was nearly sick. <laughs> uh, speed, is ex- speed is exceptional. Yes. Speed is, is brilliant. Yes. Uh, and I know we say this all the time, but that's a future episode right there, brother. Yeah, it really is good. It really yeah, is good. That is a future episode. So she's ringing the warden. <laughs> she's saying, has there been any change? He's like, look, they're all frozen. There's no change. <laughs> yeah. unless, the, unless the polar ice caps melt, we're going to be okay. Uh-oh. 
the car's on auto drive and it's heading for Santa Monica Boulevard, which every time I think of Santa Monica Boulevard, all I can think is Santa Monica Boulevard <laughs> from that Cheryl Crow song. That's I all I ever think. I thought you were going to say San Andreas for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> San Andreas Boulevard. Uh, Santa Monica Boulevard goes from Beverly Hills to East Hollywood. It's part of Route 66, so you better get your kicks. Yep. And it's 23 kilometers long. Not dissimilar to you, John. That's not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what I was getting at, or so they tell me. <laughs> That's what you uh, Indeed. She calls in to the computer. So the computer basically runs everything. The computer's called L7, which I'm pretty sure was that band, right? Yeah. Square. All right. L7. That's a, so I'd seen that before in um, Pulp Fiction, where they called everybody you know, an L7, which is obviously a square. I never got that. No, oh, mate. I never got that. See, you're just wow, well uh, did you notice who, did, did you notice who, who did the voice? I don't know her name, no. but it's the same voice that does the computer for the, the thing. Is it really? Yeah, when he's playing chess and it's doing the computer, the, the computer voice. Yeah. Same voice. Same voice. He, he hates that computer, doesn't he? He really does. Checkmate. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he knackers that computer big style. <laughs> he really does. She's called Adrienne Barbo. I recognise the name, uh, right. but I don't necessarily know who she is. I've just clicked the link and it's taken me to the Thing Wiki as opposed to any other kind of <laughs> wiki. So all it's going to do is bring up the fact that she has like one line in The, the Thing. thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's also the voice of the computer in Judge Dredd. Of course she is. Of course she is. The Stallone Judge Dreads, the Stallone one, yeah. Which there's a lot going on between this and that, yes. even though there's only two two years kind of between them. There's a lot of matched kind of, yeah. It's, yeah, it's same a vibe. disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, yeah, I, this is a better film than that Judge Dredd movie. I think so. Yeah, I think Judge Dredd. Yes, yeah, so do I. As soon as so he had his helmet off for any less, any more than a minute, I thought you've ruined it already. Yeah, 100%. See, the only thing that was good about that was the ABC robot. I thought the ABC robot was fantastic. I liked the ABC robot, and I liked I liked the cannibal family whose name I forgot. You know, there's the... Oh, yeah. Out of the, out of the comics, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the cannibal family were in it. Uh, I, I liked the fact that they were there. Uh, that, that lead actor, the father, only died a couple of years ago. Great actor. Anyway... Uh, she's not needed. She's not needed by, by L7, the square. Um, so she says, just just turn up to the police place, the police station. And then this automatic graffiti thing pops out of the, the grass. It looks like a sprinkler. It yeah. pops out of the grass uh, and, and sprays uh, life is hell on this wall. And then this wall pops out with this electric anti-graffiti erasing thing. And all I could think was, why? Just have something... Where the spray doesn't stick to it, yeah, you know, like 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 cling film, something just rip the cling film off, like the goo that they, uh, the goo that they put around Sylvester Stallone when they were putting him into cryogenic freeze, cryo spunk, graffiti spunk. I think whoever created that version of spunk needs to, yeah, needs to diversify (laughs) because you know there's no there's no murder death kills happening now. So why don't you diversify into graffiti spunk exactly. and, I don't know, feeding people at Taco Bell spunk? Uh, <laughs> or anything. Although, to... having been to a Taco Bell, I would argue they already do. I've never had a Taco Bell. 
Mate, we will Never. come to that. We will we will come we will come to the franchise wars. <laughs> <laughs> and all these people go, ooh, like they're really shocked by this this wall kind of just electrocuting itself. Yeah. So there's a there's a periscope and under the city there's like under city people. Uh, Dennis Leary's one of them. Fucking Dennis Leary keeps. How does he keep getting work? He's just a guy who's like, I don't care if I get cancer. I I don't care. I love cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> you know that just, show. He's just a ranter, and that's all he's known yeah. for as well. And I think they gave him free reign to do some rants and this because some of it was just preposterous. Considering the timeline, and he's talking about eating steaks and what reading. Yeah, and he wouldn't know what those things yeah, are. Smoking yeah, cigars. Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, so it was a bit, yeah. Smoking a cigar in a non-smoking area. Well, hang on a second. The smoking ban came in in California in like what '96 or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's about. So as a, as his character wouldn't have even been born then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. Uh, Jack, uh, they're looking for food though. Jack, he says Jack Black as well. Sorry, Jack Black. Oh Jack, yes. So you see somewhere. Jack Black a couple of times. <laughs> I didn't spot him in this bit, but I did spot him a bit later on. Right. Uh, he says people are hungry. They've got nothing left to lose. So I, I I was kind of on their side then, except it was him. I don't really like him. <laughs> uh, into the police station. I, I'm going to say it. Has Rob Schneider got pictures of Sly killing some prostitutes? I know. Because he keeps it's ending up in these real. movies with him. Yes. He keeps getting bank. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Right. And I mean, I know it was the 90s and he was making copies. <laughs> but yeah. Was that him? Was, like... was that the other guy? That was the other guy, wasn't it? <laughs> was that the other guy? Uh, yeah, that was the other guy that was annoying like Rob Schneider. The Biodome guy. What was he called? Uh, Paul Shaw. Paulie Shaw, he was maybe the, was he the making copies guy? Who knows? <laughs> uh, but he's in everything and he's just rotten. <laughs> he's just yeah. awful. Um, Huxley wants to do some policing like old times. Chief tells her to, um, uh, to give it up. Uh, she says, info insimilated. <laughs> uh, and then as she's walking to her office, she whispers, uh, sanctimonious asshole. And what happens, John? There's an alarm and she gets fined for swearing. <laughs> she does. She gets, you have been fined half a credit for sotto voce violation of the verbal morality statute. I can't do it. I can't do the Nigel Hawthorne voice. Um, <laughs> so they have this system where when they swear, it's the morality statute and they get fined. Uh, sotto voce, though, by the way, is Italian for under the voice whisper, <sighs> which I was kind of into, yeah. Throughout... The morality uh, statute, the breaking of the morality statutes um, across three characters, her, Stallone's character, and Snipes' character, Mm -hmm. they get fined totally. I've watched this movie too many times this week. uh, 25 and a half credits violation. You've watched that too many times. I have watched it too many times, yeah. That's how many errs I heard. Um, Although it looks like... In a later scene, um, Stallone has a big pile of these things, which would dictate he has more than the amount of times <laughs> it kind of goes. Um, but yeah, 20, 25 and a half credits. So her office is covered in loads of like 90 shit. Yeah. It looks like HMV threw up in there. It really Posters does, it? and CDs and things. <laughs> Jelly papers. Yeah. Did you see what movie was there? Um uh... I just see Mel Gibson, Lethal, uh, Lethal yeah. Weapon. Yeah, yeah, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 3. Lethal Weapon 3, right? Yeah, Lethal Weapon 3. Probably the worst of the Lethal Weapon movies, I would argue. Oh, it never had Patsy Kins in it, did it? No, and, and <laughs> four's, four's pretty good. Aye. Four's pretty good. It's got Jet Li in it. 
Lethal Weapon 3, by the way, was uh, released in 1992, uh, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and made $321 million redos at the box office. That's all right. Which is, yeah, it's done done not bad, although it probably cost an absolute fortune to make, you would assume. Um, All of these products that they've got, by the way, are all Warner products. There's like Batman, um, little kind of Batman figures, and obviously they've been making the Batman films at the time, the Batman and a Joker figure. Yeah. There's also a a, a bus, wasn't there? There was a little little bus toy. Oh, and it got 30 dead people in it as well. Well, it could be for speed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it could have been, yeah. could have been, yeah. Well done. But the Red Hot Chili Peppers poster... Uh, was for Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which I've got somewhere in the house. I haven't thought about Red Hot Chili Peppers for years and years and years, not since they started singing every song about California. <laughs> I just can't I can't kind of emote too much with that. It was 1991, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, made number three uh, on the billboard in the US, Fifth uh, only got as far as fifth in the UK, but it was first in Australia. And I remember going to Australia and everybody I met of my age or a similar age was absolutely obsessed with Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I wasn't at the time. And, and Liz, my girlfriend at the time, she um, she got me into, kind of got me into Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, but, but they were they were all obsessed in Australia. Is, is that maybe because the individuals when that came out, remember they were using that guy that was had the... He had a mullet, and he was like the taxi driver in one of them, and he was like, was "Oh yeah, later yeah, on. yeah." Maybe it's because it's because he looked Australian that they all related to it. Because <laughs> mullets are Australian. <laughs> yeah. So long, Australian listeners. Hey, Scott Robinson, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe Mangle, come back! All Joe, this forgiven. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so this other cop comes in. And he says, don't you get bored of, of ch- oh, she says to him, don't you get bored of chasing perps telling dirty jokes? And he says, I find my job fulfilling. Uh, he opens a can and these snakes pop out. Uh, and I, I looked into those because I knew that was a real thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the name, the generic name for these things is the snake nut can, <laughs> which is not nearly as sexy as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was invented by Samuel Sorison Adams, circa 1915. Uh, and, and I just wrote, I bet he was a fucking riot at parties. Oh, yeah. There's always that guy. That yeah, absolutely. So the guy that she's talking to says, I find my job fulfilling. It's called Alfredo Garcia. And I was really disappointed that at no point in the film is the uh, bring me the head of Alfredo <laughs> Garcia <laughs> gag. Know, yeah. which, is, which is a reference for dads who like, 70s kind of gangster movies. What was it? Is it Benjamin Bratt? His name is Bratt. Bratt. It is. It's Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, who I don't believe is particularly. Um... The only thing I know him for is Miss Congeniality, which they were both in. That was that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think she, she, she's, she's kept him working. She kept old, uh, old Benji B working. <laughs> Uh, she says, what I wouldn't do for some action. Oh, there we here go. we go. <laughs> here we go. So we go, we, we go to the prison, back to the prison. Simon Phoenix is due for parole. And I've put, he's due for parole before John Spartan. Surely then he hasn't killed 30 people. Yeah. But they talk a little bit later on about the manhunt that they did, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Surely he shouldn't be due parole before Spartan. But perhaps because we find out later on in the movie why he's yeah. been released. 
So the warden's talking to him and he's repeating everything in Spanish. Very good Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, he says the word teddy bear and the lock's open on the thing he's in. I thought, that's really shit security. Just one word. Yeah. At least with the winter soldier, it's like 20 different exactly. set words, isn't it? Yeah. To get him to turn into some sort of <laughs> westy killing machine. Um, he kills bear. the guards. Uh, he doesn't know why he knows the passwords to the cuffs, but he does. He takes the warden's pen. And I hated this. Absolutely hated this. Um, and he takes his eye on the pen to get past the retinal scan. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent you, I think I sent you a message a few days ago, John, when I was watching this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I really wish I hadn't looked at this. Um, apparently, you would lose vitreous fluid, which would lead to the collapse of the eyeball if you did that on yeah. a pen. To be honest, as soon as I seen it, I was like, no, that would collapse. So I don't, yeah. even, I don't even need to Google that. <laughs> yeah, it's making making me uh, feel a bit, a bit bulkish just thinking about it. <laughs> They go back to the police station. There's a 187 alert. Nobody knows what it is. 187, MDK, murder, death, kill. I'm sure there was a game. There was a video game in the the late 90s called Murder, Death, Kill, which is like a PlayStation game. There, there, there was. It was a, yeah. Um, and there's three dead. One of them's got a ruptured, ruptured spleen. He'd mentioned earlier, I'll re- maybe I'll remove your spleen. Removing a spleen is called a spleenectomy. <laughs> Which just made me laugh. <laughs> I've had a spleen I mean, surely that that was thought up at the time yeah. that like people just couldn't go, like who came up with the name for that? Hippocrates or something. <laughs> <laughs> the spleen. So the old cop, this is Lamb you mentioned earlier on. He says, I remember. He says, Simon Phoenix, evil like you've never seen. They can't track him because he's not coded. Mm-hmm. So coded's uh, obviously like a scan, I would assume. Yeah. Because he's from before the before time. Um, he's killed a doctor now and taken his car so they can track the car. And I've put... Now, all of this that we're talking about should be a brilliant action scene. There should be loads of great action of him just taking all these people down and doing whatever. And we're watching fucking hackers, man. Aye, that's pretty much it. We're watching them, like, tapping away on the computer and just being aghast. Um you? So they find the street corner that he's on. <laughs> you look great today. That's a great <laughs> It's for like yeah. motivational things and these rebirths just to cheer yourself up. <laughs> and they they send the cops to this booth that he's at. Uh, it's on it's on Wilshire and Santa Monica Boulevard. Second mention of Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, the corner of Wilshire and Santa Monica Boulevard is currently a Starbucks, an Avis rent-a-car, and what's called the electric fountain. Surely that should be on Electric Avenue. I was going to say that. <laughs> and the electric fountain is at the entrance to Beverly Beverly Hills Beverly Gardens Park, Beverly Hills, and it was gifted to the city by the mother of Harold Lloyd, <gasps> the old silent Hooray actor. for Harold Lloyd. <laughs> That's surely like the third reference to Harold Lloyd since we started recording yeah, this episode. Yeah, Harold Lloyd. So do I. So do I. <laughs> but in this scene, none of those things are there. I was amazed there was no Starbucks because they're everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. So the guy, <laughs> you're right. The guy is talking to this CompuChat thing. He says, you're an incredibly sensitive man who inspires joy, joy feelings in those <laughs> around you. Jesus. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, John inspires joy, joy feelings in me. Joy, joy. Um, joy, joy. <laughs> and as he gets out of this doctor's car, it's like some sort of little 
bike on wheels. Yeah. It looks like a fucking Sinclair C5. It really does. An <laughs> elaborate one. It looks flimsy, yeah. flimsy as hell as well when he's opening uh, yeah, that door. Yeah, it looks like you put that out on the road and you do like 30 miles an hour, you are finished. <laughs> well, GM, <laughs> GM gave them some, some prototype cars, apparently, and they, oh, did they tried to replicate them at a cost of two million. So a lot of the stuff was, Jesus I know, I thinking, so that's probably why it was so flimsy. Mm. Just use the prototypes, right? Uh, they only had one. So they only had one, so, oh, they, right, right, so they made one. Uh, they gave them one, and then they just got the guys to try and copy them. Cool. That's good Good to know. So he's tapping away at this machine. He gets the guy away, and he's tapping away at the machine. He's like, oh, I'm possessed. <laughs> it's brilliant. He's just t- like, he doesn't know. He knows all the access codes. Yeah. He knows everything. Um, and then the cops turn up, and he, he, he asks the computer, "What you know, how should I arrest him? And she says, oh, you know, tell him to step away. He says, the maniac has responded with a scornful remark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "Do the same again, but tell him or else." Oh, and that's it. He's that's obviously it. kind of like your your, your man Marty McFly with the word chicken. So he he turns. He starts doing stuff on the computer. There's a guy too close to the graffiti wall. Yep, and rookie it. mistake. Wouldn't have happened if they'd have used spunk cling film on the graffiti there wall. Just, just stuck to the wall. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Frozen in place. Um, and he kills the guy with that. Um, and then he just he starts taking them down, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he, he blows up the car. Oh, he destroys the tracking cameras, and then he blows up the car with the stick. Phew. He's got like the yeah. kind of the the the, the, the like like a cattle prod, and he sticks it into the car and blows up the into car. The and they're like, capacitance gel, as you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Into the fuel capacitance spunk, <laughs> as you do. That's right. Everything runs on spunk in this city. Exactly. Um, just just bear that in mind. <laughs> It blows up the car. Um, we go now to the. We go now to, to, to some bloke dressed in a kimono and a hat. It's Nigel Hawthorne. Uh, Who'd from, have thought? I know, yeah. That, yeah. That's like when um, you see, um, what's her name? Uh, Dame Judy Dench in one of those Cornicos Riddick things. It's like, what the <laughs> hell are they doing what there? Doing there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. Uh, the, the, pretty much the the biggest thing I've seen him in, you've seen him in like Yes Minister and all those kind of things. Mm. But the biggest thing I've seen him in is, I think, did he, I'm pretty sure he was nominated for lead actor for the madness of uh, of King John. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, madness of King George. George madness of yeah, King yeah. George, uh, which he's brilliant in. Uh, but again, it being me, all I could think was... Um, it would be much better if Alan Bennett wrote this, like he wrote the madness of uh, the madness of John Spartan. <laughs> I awoke. <laughs> I awoke in a pool of spunk. <laughs> you love that. In the year twenty thirty-two, I wonder if the Groucho Club's still open. <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> Man would be pleased. <laughs> And that's it. All I've done all week is is do really subpar Alan Bennett impressions, <laughs> which really winds Rachel up. I, I was going to say that. And Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah. She'd served up a subpar dinner once more. I didn't tell her. I am getting battered, by the way. She is going to She's going to murder me. She's going to murder me. Nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> Mam's potatoes were always better. Although the joke there is my mother can't cook, so uh, <laughs> that's the joke. So Nigel Hawthorne is obsessed with this Edgar-friendly character, who's the guy that's living under the un, under the sea, I nearly said. <laughs> the guy that's living under the city, under the city. 
he's talking to the Jedi Council on these robots, which I thought was really weird. And he's, he's saying the underdwellers, the scraps, I've put they treat them like the underclass. And then here's Oddo from Beetlejuice. <laughs> 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 oh no! <laughs> Here he is, fantastic. Um, he's 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 called Associate Bob. <laughs> I know that's his name, isn't it? Like Associate Bob. Associate Bob. Bob. Um, basically, assistant, isn't he? Yeah. The cops call, and he and he says to the cops, "Look, do everything in your power to get it." And when they're talking about the history of him, they say to the old boy, um, "How did you get him?" And he says, "We had a." a a 12-state manhunt, satellite surveillance, and a spot on Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, in that. <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries, John, ran from 1987 to 2010. It's now on Netflix, but it's not as much fun as it used to be when it was hosted by Robert Stack in a, in a, uh, in, in a trench coat. <laughs> Update. <laughs> uh, it's also been hosted by Raymond Burr and Dennis Farina. I fucking love Dennis Farina. Man, I love him, Uncle Avi, Uncle Avi, man, uh, and uh, the other, the other cop out of Manhunt, Manhunter, Manhunter, uh, yeah. Dennis Farina, and I'll never, I will never ever forgive the Academy uh, for not mentioning him in the in memoriams, oh, which really? is now in certain areas called getting Farinaed if you don't get mentioned in the in memoriams <laughs> it's called oh, getting Farinaed uh, yeah yeah it is a shame yeah because he was a he was a good actor it's like being munsoned <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so doing everything in their power to get him is releasing the only man that could stop him john spartan um so they do. They throw out John pa- John Spartan. Yeah. There's this TV report <laughs> where everything's on fire behind him and he's got this little girl on his shoulder. And the woman reporting says, how do you justify destroying a $7 million mini mall to save a girl with a ransom of only $25,000? And the little girl says, fuck you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> which was brilliant. Which is possibly the best line in the movie. Uh, and... Uh, and I think he says something like, uh, yeah, good line. Or well like said, that. or well said, or well something like that. Yeah, well <laughs> said, yeah. So they defrost Spartan, but they don't defrost Austin Powers. I was astonished. <sighs> Groovy, I, I guess, I guess he would, he, he would have that thing beeping all the time, wouldn't it? For the old <laughs> yes. morality statue. Well, yeah, the, the, the shagger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they do a laser around the body, and it lasers really closely to the body, and it made me kind of think, someone's got to have lost an arm. Hi. He's got an arm off. <laughs> As they defrost him, they say, uh, right, um, what about my wife? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, her light was extinguished in the great earthquake of 2010. Uh, the only things I did a bit of a look out, I couldn't find, oh, September 25th, 2010. I couldn't find a great earthquake that happened that day. Um, however, Elon Musk married actor Tallulah Riley on that day, with no earthquakes reported. <laughs> I was going to say that. The, the earth certainly moved for somebody that night, I tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but he didn't take us to space, did he, then? No. Prick. <laughs> so they explained to him that Phoenix is out, and he says, get me a Marlboro. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt's character goes, yes, we will do, and starts to move off. And he goes, what's that? And he says, oh, uh, uh, or any cigarette. 
And mm. she says, oh, cigarettes, anything that's bad for you, cigarettes, caffeine, chocolate, gasoline, abortion are all illegal. Childbirth's only legal if you've got a, a license. Yeah, license. A license, yeah. Uh, Marlboros, by the way, and this blew me away, uh, were created in 1846 by Philip Morris. They're named after a factory on Great Marlborough Street in London and a British. I always assumed these were American American. cigarettes. Yeah, Yeah. I thought. So did I. I also learned that menthol cigarettes are now illegal in the EU. I mean, I'm not a smoker, so I didn't know. No, neither did I. Yeah, menthol cigarettes. I thought they were maybe better for you. I was smoking a bloody, uh, I was smoking a, the, the camel lights. You know, the, yeah, yeah. Sm- smoking a polo. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> or, or Minty Moors, wasn't it? Minty Moors. The little wee tiny cigars. Really oh, thin yeah. cigars. Jesus. Oh, I'd forgotten about those. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, th- the things we do. Jeez, oh, why would you? Uh, they mention here. You know, we we could be doing anything, and and you've let out Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle is a story about a man who falls asleep for twenty years. It's written by Washington Irving and published first in eighteen nineteen. I'd heard of the term, mm-hmm. but I had absolutely no idea about the backstory. What the book? Yeah, I, I didn't know at all. So that was quite interesting. Uh, so, He's he's gone to the loo, <laughs> so yeah. Look, we've got you out to get Phoenix, and that's it. So the next bit is oh, he's, he's in the loo. He comes out and he's in this uniform. Um, I've put his bin to the can. They do this really weird kind of salutation where they wiggle kind of hands in which front is, of one which another. Which is it's quite apt for today, isn't it? it yeah, I, did, I did make a mention of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone says Are you germs, and I thought <laughs> post COVID, of course, why wouldn't you? And. The the big porter from ER is a character in this. You know the guy I mean, the old guy. Yep. And he, he goes to do the kind of the hand wiggle thing. <laughs> and Spartan just high fives him. <laughs> and he goes, Ew germs. <laughs> um and says, Oh yeah, we don't do that. He says, Oh, by the way, um you're out of toilet paper. Yeah. And this is such a big thing, or was such a big thing at one point on the internet. Yes. I asked Twitter and Facebook what they what people thought the shells the three seashells were and how they thought they were used. Now we got a few quite a few mentions here uh, on Twitter and and a couple on Facebook. Um certainly from people I don't know John, but they may well be people that you were uh, there may be, be names of people that you know, so <laughs> apologies. Um on Facebook, we had an Adam Wardrop. Do you yeah. know that person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He says, the three seashells act as a series of sequ- sequ- sequentially smaller scoops. I've heard that yeah. one. I've heard Not that after, Yeah, well, that, uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Adam. I'll certainly give it a go. Thanks very much for that. On Twitter, Poe Boys Podcast uh, sent us an image, which I'll come to in a moment. Cheap seat reviews. Uh, Taco... <laughs> Oh, Taco Bell wins the restaurant wars, and you want to know about the seashells. Look, the first for cleaning, the second's for sanitizing, and the third is a nice smell. <laughs> he says, Bill Cobbs, the old cop who remembered the old ways, I worked with him on a movie years ago. What? So thanks very much for that, Chief Seat Reviews. Yeah, absolutely. 
something about Sandy Film Fight Podcast said, I love the film. I always thought you went up in size, i.e. starting with a small one, maybe using the big one to splash water on your ass. <laughs> 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 this is my new favourite one. Just considering all the shitty water all over the floor of the bathroom at the police station. It's put like to be honest, I've no idea. I'd swear and I'd end up getting the tickets too. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, and I've put Sandy, you are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute. Uh, big chef, little chef. I actually remember hearing about this. The director said you have to hold two seashells like chopsticks, pull gently and scrape what's left with the third. Yeah. I'll stick with t- I'll stick with the toilet paper, thanks, Mister Director. <laughs> and I've put they mentioned wadding paper and wiping, and I think that's fine. I'll just do that. Po Boys <laughs> podcast. Jody had put had sent a, a, a picture he'd he'd found online. Step one: take two of the seashells and place them between your fingers to be used like chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Step two: using two seashells, gently pull the feces <laughs> to remove it from your posterior until your bowels have been completely emptied. Step three, using the third seashell, scrape away any fecal remnants from your posterior. Step four, dispose of all three seashells in the toilet and flush. <laughs> Which thanks everybody for your very uh, shit chat. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very grateful that you would share that, that kind of information with us. Um, what I'm most surprised is I, I, I've spoken quite candidly about about shit in there and uh, uh, not nearly as embarrassed as I was uh, talking about sex positions a couple of weeks ago. Every time I listen to you, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for you. (laughs) 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 With toilet humour, you don't give a shit, but when talking about sex, you (laughs) The only thing I was thinking is, if you've had enough Taco Bell, you will not be having the kind of shits that chopsticks are going to help. Yeah, you, you don't need that. You just need the you one. Know, you just need one. Was, yeah, absolutely. You just need the, you need the one to splash the water. Uh, <laughs> one shell, one shell is plenty. There's no death. There's no one one. shell is plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everybody that made me feel a little bit sick. Um, so when he's talking to the to the old guy, uh, Benjamin Bratt says. Um, they seem to be friends, but he speaks to him in a profane manner. And she says, in the 90s, insecure hetero males spoke to one another in such a way. Uh, Spartan says, look, oh, the chief says Spartan will set up a drugs lab and thaw out criminals. And he says, Phoenix wants a gun. He says, he's not going to get a gun. The only guns are in a museum. Uh-oh, it's time to go to the museum. Yep. They're in the car and the radio, and this in, always interested me, the radio plays um, what they call, I think, short tunes or something Short-tunes. like that. And these short tunes are adverts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Armour Hot Dogs. Uh, do you want to sing it for us, John? Do you remember it? Mm, not off the top of my head. You'll need to sing it for me. <laughs> hot dogs. Armour Hot Dogs. Uh, I don't know. Kids love dogs. Dogs. Kids love to bite. That's it. Um, which uh, that advert specifically uh, is a song from a 1967 advert. Uh, the Armour Hot Dogs are originally made in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Armour also made soap, which you know explains probably they used uh, I, the bits of hoof they couldn't use to turn into <laughs> hot dogs. They turned into soap, I would assume. And he's kind of like, "Oh, how embarrassing!" So they get to the museum, but the first person in the museum, of course, is Phoenix. Phoenix. He goes into this into this kind of weapons exhibit and he's kind of punching this gun display and then kicking it. And this guy comes along and says, excuse me, patron, what appears to be your boggle? 
That was it. Watch him boggle. Yeah, what do you weigh? He says, and he, before he said it, he picks him up and hoys him through the glass. <laughs> Watch him boggle. To get the gun. <laughs> he gets a magnetic accelerator gun, uh, also known in reality as a rail gun. It uses an electromagnetic force to create a kinetic force instead of a bullet. Those are pretty good. I've experienced those in some games. Uh, and they are technically real, but they're not used in real-life application yet, I believe. Not yet. It's in the post. <laughs> the whole thing kind of closes down and he's locked in. He uses a cannon to break through the kind of the <laughs> doesn't door, he? doesn't he? Uh, he says about the magnetic accelerator gun, does it need batteries? <laughs> where's a radio shack? <laughs> uh, where's a radio shack? There's a reference. There's a reference I missed. As Spartans go in and he spots a periscope, Another periscope in the grass. We've seen one already. It won't be the last one that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go in with their lightning rods, didn't they? And he says, he says to um, Benjamin Bratt's character something about use a force, Luke Skywalker. He does. Which um, he does, and he doesn't get that. Which is which is weird, considering Sylvester Stallone was up with for the part of Han Solo. Was he really? Uh, I've, ne- I've never known that. Neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> wow. No, I've never known that. That's pretty cool. So in they go. And basically, it becomes every scene is like a, a running gun battle, which really weirded me out a little bit, considering there's not a lot of bullets in this future. Yeah. All the bullets they have well, the- are from this museum. Mm-hmm. But everything's a running gun battle. Spartan tries to drop this spiked light on him and he falls through the glass into this excavated underground like 90s place with like a car and a, and a few other bits. Yeah. As they're fighting, he does pick up an old CRT TV and swings it around his head like a flail yeah. and batters him with it. I did like that. On it. Where did he get the where did he get the name Melamia from? That's what I want to know. So is well, it- he, he- but, he's, but he, he had a, a lot shot, of guns. But he had a shotgun, no, so he had a shotgun. Mm. But then when he falls in, Sylvester Stone's character he falls in, he pulls out like a like a Beretta or something. I'm like, where the hell did he get that gun? Yeah, well, I, I, the... I find it's best not to ask. <laughs> I won't ask then. <laughs> um, Phoenix escapes with this huge bag of guns. He's like defense. Yeah. <laughs> he's like defense. a whole door full of guns. <laughs> As he's escaping, he meets Cocteau and he goes to shoot him, shoots and misses. Cocteau's dressed uh, like William Hartnell in Doctor Who. He's wearing the, 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 the yeah. side berry, isn't he? Of that one. William Hartnell. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, he shoots. He says, "Oh, you know, all that time in the ice, uh, my, I, my my aim must be off." Um, and he says, "He says, oh, you keep hearing a voice in your head, don't you? Maybe you should kill him." Uh, Spartan chases him off. Sandy B comes up to them. She says, "You really, you really matched his meat, and you licked his ass." Really licked his ass. Oh, oh. Uh, Cocteau invites Spartan, Spartan for dinner. Once he knows who he is, um, he says, "You'll join me for dinner at Taco Bell." Okay, I could kill a burrito. The chief explains that Cocteau invented their way of life, that he changed how things are and made things better. Um, Sandy explains that she tracked Spartan's exploits through the videos in the presidential library. Whose presidential library was it, John? 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger presidential library. <laughs> and he, like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, hang on. What? Him? <laughs> yeah. But the sixth, because of the, because he became the president because of the 61st Amendment change. Because you're not allowed to if you're not you're American, not American which, yeah. which I already knew, so I'm not putting that yeah, on the yeah. list. But what I didn't know was that there have not been 60 previous amendments. Maybe. Thus far, John, there are only 27 amendments. And the last one, what it means, I'm not going to read the whole thing out, it's quite a long thing, but the last thing means that Congress cannot vote itself a pay rise. Oof, man, wish they had that pretty here. good. Previous to that was the 70s uh, when it was the 18-year-olds could vote. I would assume before that it was 21-year-olds. Yeah. Or that, that you couldn't stop anybody of 18 or above voting for any reason. Mm-hmm. So I would assume it was maybe male, female, black, know, whatever, okay, a minority, yeah. whatever it may be. So, yeah, they, they, so they can make amendments to it, but uh, they, they, they just do it when suits, I think. What I did find out, was that the libraries, the presidential libraries, there's one for the last 13, not counting that dickhead we've just got rid of, but the 13 before him libraries, except for Obama. Right. Okay? So Obama has one planned for Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's 13 in total, and they're always in the home states of the president. Right. So the Obama one is due to be South Chicago. Okay. And that's that's coming coming soon. That's coming to a uh, to a library near you, and it's going to be the first kind of online library where all the stuff's kind of kept online. Meanwhile, all the other ones, Reagan and and and, and all those, mm. are actual Old school. physical ones. hard copy. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Yeah. So they go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell won the franchise wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all restaurants are Taco Bell. Which uh, which restaurant would which which fast food franchise would you rather see? Oh, God. Taco Bell. Or, well, you've not had a Taco Bell, have you? No, I had a Taco Bell, but if I if I had to choose just the one, it's got to be KFC. You're such a basic bitch, John. Sorry, you mate. know that, right? <laughs> you know that. Or a Wendy's. Um, a Wendy's. <laughs> Jeez, the only Wendy's I ever had was in Leeds in the nineties. Wow. It's wimpy or get to fuck for me, mate. It's wimpy or bust, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Wimpy, yeah. Get get your cutlery in there. Get your cutlery in there. (laughs) Yeah, get your your burger and your chips on a a nice round white china plate. Yes, please. Uh, Taco Bell, the first one, was opened in 1962 in Downey, California. There are 7,072 locations, apparently. The Glasgow one, and this is why I'm surprised you've not had one. The Glasgow one opened in 2017. Mm-hmm. And there's such a thing as a taco where the shell is chicken. Right. The shell is made of like a flattened chicken. Is that a KFC fried. burger where you get Like two. a double down thing. Yeah, yeah, I would assume like a double down thing. And I'm like, okay, America, go home. So the reason I'm not... Go home. You're in danger of heart failure. Stop it. The, the reason I've not had one from Glasgow, though, is the fact that it's attached to a KFC. So it is. It's right. It's, it's just off the corner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, when we last saw you last summer, when we were allowed to travel, when we were allowed to meet outdoors, oh. um, we had... 
Taco Bell, not after we'd seen you, of course, because I think we, we'd, we'd finished that night at like two in the morning. Uh, <laughs> but the, the night after, the day after we'd been to see Ian and Siobhan, uh, our friends, and we wanted a little bit of a snackaroo. So we went and got a Taco bottle of vino from uh, Sainsbury's and uh, went to Taco Bell. Nice. Uh, it's shit. It's absolutely shit. It's, <laughs> it's like substandard stuff, but, you know, when there's no... I mean, there's so many better Mexican eateries uh taco mazuma is just up the road yeah. in glasgow and is so so much a bit more expensive but so so much better but i i i would probably not want to uh to do that as they go into the restaurant there's a guy on the piano giving it the like all the moves he's playing the jolly green giant advert song <laughs> jolly green giant <laughs> Uh, the Jolly Green Giant was introduced in 1925 as a brand. Uh, the Kingsman had a song in 1964, which is not really related. It wasn't like that song that you've heard there. Mm-hmm. It was another song. Um, and the Jolly Green Giant was ranked third in a top ten of US advert characters in 1999, behind the Marlboro Man mm-hmm. and Ronald McDonald. Whoa. Yeah, so once you've once you've had once you've had half a deck of fags and been for a Mackey's, uh, go and get yourself some from some veg. I'm surprised it wasn't the Pilbury Doughboy. Well, in the top ten, Pilbury Doughboy was there. Um, there was there was there was loads there, but Pilsbury Doughboy was there, uh, or, or as he's called in this house, me. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were Mister Stapoff. <laughs> By the way, have you seen those little mini Snape of marshmallow characters yeah. in that new trailer? Right. I haven't seen the trailer, but Rachel showed me a picture. I knew you would. Um, all the fucking Baby Yoda Grogu shit I bought her might as well just go in the bin because none of it is as cute to her as these right. little baby Stay Puft Marshmallow men. In fact, I'm looking up on the top there and one of her first teddies, one of her favourite teddies, is a Stay Puft Marshmallow man. And he's up on the uh, up on the top thing and it's it's about... The bike. Big. Yeah, it's big, 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 big cunt. Yeah. <laughs> so they sit down to dinner, um, and it's like a la carte type thing, isn't it? It's like little little yeah. nibbles type thing. He says, "Oh, just as well I wasn't hungry." You know, classic, classic dad joke. There wasn't much there's not there, food. There really, wasn't he? No. Uh, Spartan explains to Cocteau that he was awake throughout the whole cryo prison carry on, um, and then he spots another periscope. And and one of the scraps on a bike. Now, periscopes, John, 1854 was the year the first naval periscope was invented uh, by a guy called Hippolyte Marie Davy. What? His name is Perry. <laughs> Monsieur Scope. <laughs> and they were on rifles in World War One, so that you could see over the trench. Man, that's, cool. that's brilliant, isn't that's it? Cool, yeah. What a great idea that was. Yeah. Very innovative. And he gets his way out to go and find out what these scraps are doing. They all come out of this huge vent, like this vent, just out of nowhere, out of this... Yeah. Like it's, it's like an above-ground vent for no reason. Um, and they're robbing the Taco Bell truck, because as you mentioned at the start, they're hungry. Spartan takes out I've written he was Mad Max Bobcat Golfweight. <laughs> and then he captures the rest in a cut down tarp. Yeah. Like they've got weapons, they've got everything, and he just cuts down a tarp, it lands on them, and he's like, Yeah, I've managed to do it. And they're all giving him a round of applause. Yeah. You know? Oh, well done, John Spartan. 
then one tries to get away with a, a jar full of God knows it was in that jar. Uh, yeah, and he's like, they're just hungry. They're just hungry people. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and throws it on the ground as well. Like, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, man, that... People are starving. That, 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 food could, that food could sustain a man for, well, I don't know, 30 minutes. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> as they're leaving, Sandy offers to look for his daughter. Um, and he says no, and it's never mentioned again. It's another one of these things that gets mentioned twice and then never mentioned. Like, it's like kind of like, hang on, whoa, whoa, steady on. We've got a third act to be getting into here. Let's not mention this again. Uh, but, but, but his daughter's, Go in on. It. his daughter's in it. She read to one of the scraps, was she? That, yeah, that so that was the one he was protecting at the, when there's, all the rubble was falling. He protects her, but apparently the actual shot part where his daughter was meant to be under one of the scraps, so that's why you see him always protecting. And at the end, she's at the end when he's... Well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, he's, yeah. it was, it was they shot. Sh- they they shot a lot of shit they didn't they, use, they didn't shot they? shot a lot sounds of shit like, they had to chop it all sounds like, sounds like somewhere there there's a coherent film. So he says no, um, but she did ask him. For, he did ask her for a data disc. Uh, it's just a carp hunch, um, and kind of gives her. She gives him a disc. It's like this little kind of tiny disc. It's like the disc, a mini disc. Well, it was like this mini disc. But I, yeah, but it ends up having video, which I thought was pretty cool. We now go to Cocteau's. I wasn't sure if it was his home or his office or whatever. Um, but the lights are off and Simon Phoenix is there and he tries to get lights on and he says, no, I've changed it. Illuminate. Doesn't that sound better? And I'm like, I love the fact that he has got the better words than, than the guy that kind of runs the whole situation. Uh-huh. Um, so he admits to giving him the codes, the info and everything he needs to kill friendly. Um, he says, ah, oh, but I'm going to need help. I made a list of people that I want to defrost. He says, but how come you let Spartan out? He says, oh, well, think of Spartan as a guarantee. He says, he's not a guarantee. Nothing. I'm going to kill him. No. Okay, great. So as they're driving back, Huxley says, I found you a domicile down the corridor from me. She says, oh, noticing the connection between sex and violence. <laughs> I decided to ask you, would you like to have sex? He's like, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have sex, yeah, yeah. Dims the lights and puts some music on. He's like, The Love Boat? That's the theme to the TV show, The Love Boat, uh, which was a like an hour-long sitcom. You don't hear them anymore. Yeah, things, it's classic, man. I've it's never classic. seen it, John. Never seen it. It's where I got all my, new, it's where I learned all my moves in Childlines. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. It ran for nine series between 77 and 86 and was 250 episodes. So Sandy brings out these reverse VR headset things. Yeah. And he puts one on and he looks like Lobot out of Empire Strikes Back. Like Lando Calrissian's robot mate. (laughs) (laughs) And and they make a neural connection. He freaks out because all he can like see is like her like in, in the darkness, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like moaning, and it's it's a shot of her obviously enjoying herself, and it's a shot of him gurning, like <laughs> 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 which I imagine is what it looks like having sex with him. Uh, <laughs> Adrian, 
Did they go? We're like an hour and five minutes in, and that's the first Adrian reference. Nice, nice job. Uh, keep keeping us back on the classic, uh, classic sly chat. Uh, he freaks out, takes the helmet off. And she says, what are you doing? He says, oh, well, why can't we do it the old-fashioned way? Why can't we do the wild mambo or the hunker chunker? <laughs> hunker chunker was made up for this. I Googled it in case it was something from a, like a TV show or anything. It's made up from this. Um, she says, no, there's no fluid transfer. What happened back in the 20th century? First, it was AIDS. Then it was NRS. Then it was UBT. AIDS, of course, we know is very real, very, very nasty. Uh, NRS and UBT made up for the movie. Right. Okay. Stop making shit up. Uh, although UBT, for the Middlesbrough listeners, is very close to up the borough. <laughs> As every <laughs> all my mates from Middlesbrough that are borough fans always put uh, UTB at the end of everything. Uh, up borough the. <laughs> uh, yeah. My Hartley, my Hartlepool listeners will be like, ah, yeah, up the fucking borough, uh, up, up the bum. <laughs> up, the, up the bum, indeed. Um, so he goes to his room and he watches this video disc. So it's got video and he can see Cocteau and Phoenix talking and that kind of, you know, leads him to on, onto his, he's got a hunch and that kind of figures out his hunch. What I did think was, it was like, I'd mentioned earlier on, it's like a laser disc. Mm-hmm. The first laser disc, because I, I I remember seeing laser discs in HMV Virgin Megastores huge, in Nottingham growing up. Literally, they were huge. They were massive. They were like bigger LPs. than like it was like gold LPs, bigger than LPs, weren't they? Um, the first one was 1978, and do you know CDs are actually based on the techni- technology that laser disc came up with? Like the Pops and Dots, the mm. yeah, Pets. the first ever US North American US. Laserdisc was Jaws, and the last one was Bringing Out the Dead. Bring so it, they did run for a long, long yeah, time. It's been a while. Bringing Out the Dead was that? God, that's... Late nineties, early two thousands. Was that Nicholas Cage? Nicholas Cage movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Is he driver? an ambulance driver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One. It's one of those I know I've seen in the background. Maybe when I've been at a party, or mm. you know, maybe when I've been drinking. But yeah. Very interesting stuff on the Laserdisc, and I'd love to think, oh, I could go back and buy those, but they're, like, just slightly better than standard def DVDs, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I've, yeah, as as a man who now owns something that will play um, ultra Blu-rays. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I'll bother. I don't think I'll bother. She would, uh, she'd murder me, <laughs> is what would happen. He also finds in his box of kind of things, his hat's there, isn't it? Like his beret. We talked about berets in the last episode. Yeah. Um, and also this this wool, this this yarn. A, with ball, a ball of yarn. <laughs> a ball of yarn, as the Americans call it. Um, and as we get up, he's wrapping it around his arm, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite interesting, because Rachel does crochet. She doesn't do that. Um, but next morning we get up and he's made her a jumper. This lovely kind of beautiful Garibaldi red jumper. I would be into oh, yeah. that. Uh, and she says, oh, thank you very much. Uh, and she says, oh, yeah. He says, I woke up knowing how to do this. And he says, oh, you, she says, you learn new skills when frozen. He's like, yeah, but how come I'm like Betsy Ross? How come I know what a zipper foot, a shuttle, a bobbin and a petit point are? You know, that gave me fodder, John. Oh, <laughs> All the fodder I've <laughs> Betsy Ross, I would have had absolutely no idea who she was. Uh, she was a U.S. upholsterer, and she made the first ever U.S. flag. 
She made US flags for over 50 years. Well. So the other things that he mentions, a zipper foot. A zipper foot is a bit of kit that allows you to stitch closely to zips and raised areas on your sewing machine. A bobbin is a spindle for winding your wool or yarn. Uh, and a petty point is a type of stitch, which is also known as a tent stitch. Ah, right, okay. I thought it was a type of pee, but... <laughs> <laughs> what, from the Jolly Green Giant? Giant! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So they're in the car, and he's telling her what he's discovered. He says, oh, we need access to the records. Get us access to Phoenix's records. And when they finally get access to the records, he's like everything. He's proficient in murder, death, kill, which sounds brilliant. Counter-terrorism. Counter-terrorism, urban terrorism, explosives, urban combat, all fantastic. What would you want to learn, John? If you could learn one thing while you were under, what would you want to learn? Oh, if I was under, I would like to learn um, either... Sign language or Spanish. <laughs> nice, nice. Spanish. I, do you know what? I was going to say languages. It's absolutely about languages for oh, me. God, yes. But sign language is a big thing. I, I, I think we'd find life a lot easier as we get older if Rachel and I could sign to one another. Mm-hmm. She's losing her hearing as she gets older. It's a good show, actually. It would it would, would be handy, but I, I, I don't learn well at uh, all. Handy? It would be very, very handy, yeah, and fingery. <laughs> so they go to the Cocteau Behavioural Engineering Complex, and Spartan accuses Doctor Cocteau of being of releasing him and giving him all the things that he knows. Um, he's talking to the kind of the Jedi Council monitors that Again, he's on all of them. Yeah, yeah. He shoots them all, and he says, "Look, you know, I'm I'm not here." And the next shot, it's really weird because he's gone from like shooting it, and within seconds. The next shot, he's got a gun to his head on the video, and it moves scene. Yeah. So you see, to I think he sees OB office. looking somewhere, didn't he? He sees him looking at a oh, door. Oh, I didn't spot yeah, that. So That's what happens when you're making notes. Yeah. <laughs> so OB was looking at a door, and he, yeah. he looked at it and thought, he's in there. So he orders Huxley to take Spartan to prison. He says, but as they're leaving, Spartans are nowhere Phoenix is. So Benjamin Bratt's there, Sandy's there, Spartan's there. And she's saying, I I couldn't possibly go against an order, but you can, Mm -hmm. and she will. Um, And they go under the city. And as they're kind of, they go down this horrible kind of like sewers, the city's basically been built on top of the old city. There's a pizza Um, sign already lit in the bottom. I think that's looking pretty groovy under there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not. They're they're doing all right with what they've got. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, who needs who needs sunlight? It made me think of the bit from uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds, musical version of War of the Worlds, where the artillery man's talking about uh, we'll we'll build a whole new world under their feet. <laughs> we'll have cricket pitches and schools. <laughs> Nothing but champagne now. I'm in charge, <laughs> which is like a reference for nobody that listens. <laughs> Absolutely nobody that listens. As they get down there, your man Garcia's really nervous and he's singing this Kennel Ration advert, like which I've never heard of Kennel Ration. I'm going to tell you now, John, this is brilliant, by the way. This is one of the favourite things I've learned this week. In the 50s, Kennel Ration, which was a, a, a dog food mostly made of horse meat, right, um, God. created, sponsored a show on TV called We Love Dogs. And on this TV show, they featured a dog each week. 
people would write in saying why they should get the dog. The next week, they'd read out the winning letter, the winner would be on, and they'd get the dog. That is weird. (laughs) It's absolutely my favourite thing I've learned. Win a dog. The the 50s were mental, weren't they? Yeah, no shit. (laughs) So they walk round a corner, and they're in the Mars set from Total Recall. As is that, William? (laughs) (laughs) These people need air. With All right, sp- President Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> with a spinning fan silhouette and everything. It's just yeah. exactly the same. Baby, you make me wish I had three, three hands. <laughs> he goes and buys a burger from this stall. Um, it's rat meat. Rat meat. Rat meat. Rat meat. He goes, oh, not bad. But, but, then nearly, but then he nearly chokes and then the next scene it shows you I'm putting the last wee bit in his riff. finishing it, yeah, he's finishing it. It's not bad. I think he's nearly choked on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Rats are eaten uh, around the world. There's, there's In Cambodia, uh, street vendors will sell you rat on a stick. Look it up, listeners. It's cool. <laughs> Ratatouille. But here's... <laughs> <laughs> that's not I don't think that's, that word means what you think it means <laughs> uh, this is my fa- this is this is right behind the TV the TV show for my favourite things in France they have a thing called rats Bordeaux style so alcoholic drunken rats from wine cellars mm-hmm. are basically skinned brushed with a mixture of oil and crushed shallots and grilled on an open fire made of broken wine barrels. How take your face very, doesn't say it, but how tasty very, does that sound? It's very specific, though, isn't it? That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit fucking niche, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but no, that was that but, was that was a barbecue that was not broken <laughs> barrel. <laughs> your your face didn't say what I hoped it would. I think that sounds delicious. Oh, I don't know that in general. Just no, nah, doesn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, there's a rat shallot. in my cellar what I'm going to do I'm going to skin that rat and cover it in shallots and olive oil <laughs> that's what I'm going to do I'm going to cook it over a Barrel. fire of broken <laughs> barrels I'm going to do it yeah not quite got the same no uh, they, they yeah it doesn't, doesn't quite have it. the ring UB40 had <laughs> it's basically a city full of hipsters this it's yeah. crusty jugglers and Jack Black <laughs> Uh, Jack Black was only in his third movie role at this point. This is his third movie role. Right, yeah. He wasn't a million miles away from breaking it big, though, was he? No. He was close. Enemy of the state. Enemy of the, he's good in Enemy of the State. Yeah, it was. It was a, I know what he did last summer as well. He was in that as well, wasn't he? Oh, is he? I haven't seen mm, that for yeah. years. Yeah, isn't yeah. that? There is one. I know what he did last summer. Podcasts, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Podcasts about video games where he's never played a video game. YouTube channel about yeah, video games, we've never done a video. Brilliant, game. Why not? Cool, and an amazing beard, by the way. Yeah, his beard looks the fucking he's, business. He's blessed, beardly blessed. Brian blessed. He's <laughs> 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 got a great big bushy beard. <laughs> they come across a car. It's a 1970 old, Oldmobile four four two. Uh, like English football, four four two, uh, uh, and just as they're looking at it, oh, fantastic, gorgeous car! Here's Dennis Leary with his goons. 
<laughs> the car itself had 365 horsepower engine. It was a muscle car. Uh, and in perfect condition today will get you, depending on the, the type of that year, it was an $88,000 and $300,000. Jesus, that's a I mean, jump. No, it is a huge jump, isn't it? It's a massive, massive jump. Beautiful car, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Proper bullet-type muscle car, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Dennis Leary, and this is where he does that nonsense that you're talking about, you know, where he's like, ha, ha, I'm going to smoke a cigar in a in, in, in a no-smoking area, I want to have a steak, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, okay, man. Drive the street reading a porno mag or some, uh, some sort. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's lovely. <laughs> good, good for you, mate. Uh, but he's into freedom of speech, which is why he's stuck down there. Uh, meanwhile, Felix has thawed out loads of gang people, including our old friend Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Oh, we love Jesse Ventura, know, don't we? It's just a shame he wasn't in it for longer. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I watched this YouTube video where um, he's talking about a scene where he, he fights Spartan um, and he's. He, it's interviewed from the set and they both say, oh, we've got a great scene. It's like one of the greatest fight scenes. And, and Jesse says, Oh, you know, I've been waiting kind of 20 years to, to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's finally, finally, finally going to happen. And it just doesn't happen. And <sighs> yeah, it's a shame because he was one of these, you know, he was one of these guys that at this time, I think this was kind of the last chance for him, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Before he went to become the, uh, the, the, the governor of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Is, is I, oh, that's a shame. That's, it is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame because he's uh, he's a lot of fun, but he's got a fun accent, so we can always take the piss out of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling all these guys uh, we can take over, and he says, "But we've got to stop Spartan." Um, basically, he's giving them carte blanche to steal, destroy, do whatever. And then the next kind of like moments later, Phoenix and his goons are there, right. like, yeah, and the know, like they're right yeah. upon them, and they've got all the guns. Uh, and they should be just doing whatever, yet Spartan manages to chase it. Like, nobody gets shot. Not a single person gets shot. It's like the A-team. Yeah. Nobody gets yeah, shot. Get shot. Nobody gets killed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's where he's protecting his daughter, uh, the, uh, the, the scene where he's protecting that girl from the... Right. That's that, apparently, that was meant to be his daughter in the film. Have they, they, they kept to the story? Got you. Okay. This is the bit where Phoenix just... Runs. He just runs away. Even though he's 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 had all the guns, he loses them. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the movie, he's got all the guns again. It's crazy. There's an old lift up to the surface, which still works, like 30 years later, whatever. And where do they come up in? An Oldsmobile car showroom. Which yeah. doesn't like doesn't make any sense. But I did think that bit out of the Blues Brothers. Oh, the new Oldsmobiles are in early this year. <laughs> 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 which is something I think all the time. Oh, man. I, I think right. that line... Well, all the things to have, especially that period, like uh, an Oldsmobile showroom, it's like, what? Building upon building. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So now there's a car chase. Phoenix is in a police car. Huxley's driving, and Spartan's on the front of the car. He jumps onto the roof of... Police car. The police car, and rips the door off. Yeah. And again, it's another one of those things we've mentioned once, twice, maybe three or four times. He shoots at him and he says, say hello to my little friend. Mm -hmm. But that reference is only 22 years old at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Phoenix admits just as he's about to kill Spartan, 
that the bus full of civilians was already dead, which I thought that explains why he couldn't pick them up on the heat sensor. Yeah. But he doesn't. He flips him out into the road and jumps into the car. Brake. He's shouting at it to brake, but the auto brakes are knackered. Crashes into a fountain, but this car has this secure foam thing. Well, which I thought was a good idea, but it's suffocated. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> yeah. Just, just another example of spunk in this world. <laughs> There's your secure spunk, uh, which hardens. We've all been there. Um, uh, Like polystyrene. And she kind of breaks him out. And he says, oh, I thought I was a cannoli. We've already learned about cannoli, so I couldn't add it to the list. Oh, I still have. Uh, (laughs) And I've eaten a lot of cannoli since then, by the way, John. We found a local baker that does them in in, in the area. Oh, they're so tasty. Nice. Uh, Spartan now teams up with Friendly. Garcia's a scrap. Like, all of a sudden, Garcia comes out, even though he had a perfectly good outfit, but now he's got Mad Max outfit on. (laughs) Like a fucking thong and all that. (laughs) Spikes and feathers. You get a hat in the head and know you're Pancho Villa. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. Um, Pancho Villa is a character out of the uh, story of Don Quixote. I'm pretty sure that's not the first mention of no, no, on, no. on this podcast. So I did not add that to the list. I'm pretty sure we'd mentioned him already. Phoenix goes to kill Cocteau and he can't. He still can't shoot him no matter what. But that's all right because Jesse the Body Ventura's here and he can shoot him. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> Blammo. Blammo. And then you him onto the fire, which I thought was really cool as well. <laughs> ceremoniously throw him up this huge open fire. Uh, And associate Bob's like, oh yeah, I can help you out. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll help you guys. You've just killed my gaffer, but yeah, whatever. Uh, Spartan and Huxley turn up. Huxley kung fu's this one guy. And then the the other guy that, that Spartan's fighting as they're having a kind of bit of rapport comes at him with a knife and she shoots him. And he yeah. says, where did you learn to kick like that? He said, Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, we were all the same. Well, apparently Jackie Chan was made to be playing um, Simon Phoenix, uh, but apparently they wouldn't like the idea of it because in his, in his films he's always portrayed as a hero, but they didn't want him to be yeah. like a villain. That's crazy, isn't it? I, I, I mean, none of that would work no, for me. I don't think so. None of that no. at all. Well, um, and that's not just because it's Jackie Chan. Yeah, but that just no, that wouldn't work on any, any level. level. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel the same. I'm, I'm glad they made the right choice. Glad they made yeah. the right choice. Even though martial arts would have been the same, but they were saying, I think there's some criticisms that even Wesley Snipes's or martial arts was a bit slow and a bit stodgy, a bit, but apparently had to slow it down because it was too fast. So oh, really? I saw some of his fight scenes, he actually had to slow down his movements because he was moving that fast. It was just a bluff. Wow. Aye, so he's really, really good. That's, that's, that is really interesting. I mean, just it wouldn't work for me on any level. No, it would no, not work no, for me no, on no, any no, level. He's mentioned in it a couple of times in the film, but yeah. It's... It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Phoenix is about to reanimate 80 lifers or dual lifers without, um, without rehab. They're without rehab, she says, when she checks the system. Mm-hmm. And he says, I hope you understand. <laughs> Just Spartan says, I hope you understand. And shocks her. And that's it. And that's Sandy for the movie, almost. Go on. You, you kind of don't see her again. <clears throat> uh, Phoenix is, is walking around with associate Bob. Who else we got? Uh, he says, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I love that guy. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Fuck." laughs> I know. Jesus. You know, 
Uh, Rachel, Rachel's a big fan of all these kind of true crime podcast she loves all these kind of things and once had a bit of a moan at me because i wanted to share a picture of al pacino as phil specter on instagram and she said oh, I, can't, I can't believe you you talk about him in such glowing ways i was like well it's just an excuse to put a picture of al pacino up really but you know i liked his music but that no i'm not not the, but it, meanwhile she's like oh jeffrey Dahmer, yeah i killed you know and she's like so into all these grisly things and, oh yeah oh friend rose they did this and they did that but you know one mention of phil <laughs> Spector killed one person how dare you, <laughs> you know? how dare you Jeffrey Dahmer, of course, was convicted of 16 murders. He was murdered by an inmate in 1994. So he might have seen this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So He could have seen this movie. Possibility, yeah. Yeah, possibility. He didn't see 9-11, though. So, uh, you know, I guess this. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> Spartan turns up. As they're defrosting all these people, and they're all like an hour from defrosting. The, the, the best thing about this is all, all the way through, everywhere you go, whether it's the prison or it's like the restaurants or whatever, Nigel Hawthorne's voice is still going, even though his character's been dead. Yeah. How long did he spend recording all these things? Exactly. Like he's got now better to do. <laughs> Bet he does a sat navs as well. <laughs> <laughs> no patron at the next corner. <laughs> That's it. Don't get road rage, or we're going to fine you credits for the morality code. <laughs> so Spartan's here now. He does some John Woo style shooting double gun dive, didn't he? The only yeah. thing that was missing uh, was some doves. <laughs> was a couple of doves going off in the distance. They just keep shooting and shooting. And th- th- I think more than anything else, Simon Phoenix can't shoot for shit. Yeah, because he's got him clamped onto one of the um, holders. Oh, this grabber. Mm-hmm. He's got him on this grabber. He's and he's up. like it, like <laughs> meet, like two metres away from him, isn't he? Yep. He's like feet away he's from just him. Rattling and he away cannot him. get him. Yeah. He's in this, like, yeah, it's almost like one of those grabbing claw machines. The claw. The claw. <laughs> Uh, but he shoots this cooling pipe, and then Spartan kind of uses this cooling pipe with his bare hands as well, by yeah, the way. Yeah, to freeze it, which so breaks, he can stop the, it. breaks the claw, but does nout to his bare hands. The signs are sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Just don't, get it, just don't think too much about it. Yeah. Um, Phoenix then grabs this laser cutter. And he's using it like a fucking proton pack from Mm. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) All over the shot. That was probably my favourite weapon of the whole thing. He shoots a Vatacryo spunk (laughs) all over the floor. Um, And then they do another Kung Fu Fu fight. Um, He knocks Spartan to the ground and picks up like this, just this, like this rail, isn't it? It's like a rail. Yeah, yeah. And he's about to finish him off. Mm -hmm. Spartan grabs the uh, the freezy thing, the freeze ball, and smashes yeah, smashes it into the spunk, <laughs> <laughs> and jumps in time. Although he was down and couldn't get up, yep. jumps up in time to grab hold of the claw thing uh, as Phoenix, Phoenix freezes. Yeah, <laughs> he, he flies around uh, and he kicks his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which is a proper Terminator 2 ripoff. It really is, isn't it? The bounce uh, on it as well. Uh, bounce. <laughs> um, he escapes as the prison explodes. 
That music, though, that music's dramatic, isn't it? It's very dramatic, yeah. It reminds Absolutely. me of something. I can't remember what the hell it is, but just reminiscent of another action movie, but it never came to me. Every action movie of the 90s, John. <laughs> yeah. Every action movie that took itself seriously in the 90s. Let's face off. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. I've not seen in probably about 25 years. Jesus, that's a cracking movie. Has it been 25 years since that came out? We'll not far check. off. We'll not far check. off. 20 odd years. And as they all meet up, the cops are there ready to arrest the scraps, and the scraps are ready to kill the cops. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he figures it out. It's like it's like figuring out um, the class system like that, isn't it? Yeah. And he says, you guys get a little dirty, you guys get a lot clean, and in the middle, you'll figure it out. As you do. Well, he's yeah. still Sandy Billock. Oh, I mean, he grabs her and he dips her, doesn't he? That's what, they, it's, it's, it's what they all want. That's what they all want. 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 What women want. They want to be dipped, right? Am I right? <laughs> Ladies, tell us on the socials. That <laughs> you want to be dipped. Not, me. <laughs> not, like, um, not like the shoes in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, the dip. The dip. Ooh, freaked me out that bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she says to him, are all fluid transfers like that? Oh, some are better. And she grabs him, kisses him back. Yay, women. Go, women. Um, but he says, a good one. Just one final question. How do the damn three seashells work? Damn. I am going to send John Spartan into the future, this podcast, because our social media has hooked a brother up. <laughs> and it's at that point that the Demolition Man song starts. Yep. Sting. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, what what I did know, because I knew this because I had Best of Sting album because I was a fucking loser of a late teens. Um, best of Sting album. I think I picked it up for a quid at a charity shop or something. And this, a version of this that I can't find anymore was on it. It was quite a slower version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I didn't know was that it was written by Sting in 1980. Uh, and Grace Jones, you know, Mayday, yeah, yeah. asked Sting for a song. And because he wasn't putting on his album, he sent it her. It's a great, it's a fucking Grace Jones song Jeez. from 81. Oh, it's rotten. It's not for <laughs> us. It's not, not, not for me. But and I, and I love Grace Jones as well. Slave to the Rhythm is one of the greatest. Yeah, love Slave to the Rhythm. And not just because Lovejoy is on the beginning. <laughs> Uh, but he wrote that song at Peter O'Toole's house in Connemara in Ireland. Jesus. <laughs> like, what what happened in the world to a line, Sting going to Peter O'Toole's house? Maybe he was tantric fucking him for weeks or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But I was very much into that. that very much into that. Uh, not so much the song. Uh, that song also features on a, a, a later police album. It's a much better version than than is on this. I've 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 gone away and listened to a few bits and pieces. And then that's it. And that's uh, yeah, that's the movie, mate. That's, that's what happens. Did Did you enjoy watching it though? That's the question. So, uh, no, I did. I, I really did. Rob Schneider was a bit annoying, but other than that, it was watchable. Uh, that, as I say, that that bit with the, the the thirty bodies on the bus was. Pro- I actually forget how dark that was. That's like proper mm. dark, especially when Phoenix is like, "I told him, I told him." <laughs> yeah, like, That's yeah. So weird. <laughs> yeah, 
that that's that's the that's the fun bit. I would argue. <laughs> And I enjoyed it, but you did you enjoy it? I did, mate. I did. Um, I mean, I've watched it twice this week just for the process that, that mm. I go through. So I did. I did. I did enjoy it the first time. It took me a couple of days to watch it the second time um, because it's a. Well, once you've seen it once, you've seen it once, I guess. Yeah, but no other time watched straight away. No, not really. Um, and, and I will watch it again, maybe in about ten years or so. No, no, like the piano, where you could watch it twice. <laughs> I got myself a brandy and I had a piano Schindler's List double bill. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, you're all right. No, you're all right, mate. What else have you got on things that you learned, John? So that was it. There's only a couple of things in there. Apparently, uh, Rob Schneider was good friends with Sandra Bullock and pretty much said that the next film she had lined up was going to be rubbish. Turned out it was Speed and was, was a total success. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't really work out. It's weird just seeing the warden from um, Shawshank Redemption in this. Who was he? So he's the warden, so the warden in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. So in this, he was the, the, the police guy with the glasses, with a bald head. Bald of head. course he was. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was weird seeing him in something else. That was, that was quite weird. But other than wow. that, I'm done. That's what you've got. Um, made $159 million worldwide, mate. That's in the greater scheme of things. That's not that bro, is it? Well, no, I... I guess not for one of the biggest movies of the year. Because Lethal Weapon 3 or Sin made 300, did it not? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah so you learn something new every day. <laughs> well, you do on this podcast, absolutely. Um, how do you think we got on? Uh, don't think we're anywhere near the hundreds, so maybe about 84. A little bit higher than that. 94. 93. Ooh, Disappointed. Nineteen ninety three, you say? Nineteen ninety three, indeed. <laughs> a little bit disappointed. Could have been. Uh, could could have, could have been a few more. Could have been could a have contender. Could have been a contender. Absolutely. If they had more franchises in there, where they got something, but they only had Taco uh, Bell. But yeah, they had the franchise wars, and that fucked it all over, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, look. Um, you can find us online at uh, on Twitter, one hundred things pod. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at 100 Things Film. Uh, please leave us a review. We are doing reviews on Podchaser. We're doing reviews on Apple. That's where we want the reviews. Please uh, yeah, give us please. five stars. Tell us something you learned from film. That would be super. Um, Got to tell you, folks, we have a buy me a coffee. So if you like what you are hearing, uh, not necessarily this episode, but a future episode, um, please, you can buy us a coffee uh, by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash 100 things. We've recently been bought a coffee by Fox's Thistle. You uh, you all know Haley from our episode on Chicken Run. Uh, we've been bought a coffee. We've been bought three coffees by her, John. Oh, we've been brilliant. bought three coffees by Sophie, who said, "Love your work, guys. Have yourselves a coffee. Fuel up for future episodes." 
And earlier on this week, we got bought a coffee by Rachel, who said, loving the podcast. It's good fun in dark times. Long may it continue. Hoping the coffee will persuade you to pick a good film next time. <laughs> As that's my wife, no. <laughs> yeah, no. How dare you, missus? No chance, I'll Doug. Your coffee, uh, <laughs> you have to watch all the shit with me. Oh, brilliant. What a relationship. So, everybody for the coffees you've bought us we're going to meet up later in the year um and we're maybe just going to spunk it all on a bottle of vodka yeah that's it a bottle of vodka two liter bottle of iron brew and sit in the park like the tramps we are <laughs> that's it <laughs> and just sit there with one of our bb gun and just shoot dogs like a train spot <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, John? For a vegetarian, you're a real nest. Anyway. <laughs> John isn't a vegetarian, by the way. Hell no. Not that there's a problem with that. I really match my meat. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, do you want to say goodbye, mate? Guys, as always, thank you very much for the support. And if you don't like the podcast, then you're the one with the boggle. <laughs> but Indeed. thank you so much for the support thank you yeah yeah thanks everybody it, it, we love doing this we're, we're gonna keep doing it anyway but the feedback we're getting the subscribers and the follows and the listens the coffees really makes it yeah the coffees <laughs> yeah really makes it um even more fun than, than yeah. you would anticipate it, it could be yeah, so yeah. thank you so much um and we'll be back next week with another episode. But for now, we have been tantalizingly close to 100. 93 things we have learned from 1993's Demolition Man. See ya. Cheers, guys. See ya. See ya.